What's up? Top, 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 go, my man. That's the Southwest Philly, Florida, man. Shout out to my cousin Burn. Shout out to my mom. Be away, all y'all, man. We out here, Southwest. The Southwest Philly, Florida. Honey fans, welcome to another episode of the Gola Standard, episode 44. Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you for coming back to listen to us. Um, in this episode, we're going to have a year in review, as well as talk about how LaSalle performed in the last week, going one and one with a win against Howard and a loss against VCU. Um, as well as talking about uh, a preview to Saturday's conference home opener against Rhode Island. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get started. Anything you want to add, Dennis? No, let's rock and roll. Okay, so you want to start with Howard or VCU? Well, at the beginning of the last pod, or at least at some point in the last pod, I talked about how I didn't really even care about this game against Howard. You said like three times. Yeah, I was like... I I just bring on college it, play. It, Howard is not should not be even in our stratosphere when you talk about the conferences and just how they're in the MIAC and we're in the A10. Uh, the, the when are they going awful. to the CAA? Uh, they're currently in the MIAC. I think they're going to move soon though. CAA next year? Is it CAA? Next year, I think. Okay, okay. Sorry, but uh, they played horribly. Like LaSalle was terrible. The entire game, I would say, like there, it was just slop. It was slop all over, and it was very sloppy. Yeah, I just did not have any optimism at all throughout the whole game. Even though they won, uh, I hated everything about it. Pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah, how did you like, feel? Yeah, it definitely seemed like. I mean, obviously there was a lot of turnovers. I think it was Lasalle nineteen, Howard sixteen, and at the end of the first half, it was twenty nine twenty nine. I think LaSalle got out of the gate like pretty good. They looked good right away, and then it just went to pieces like right after that. But yep. I think it was 29-29 at halftime, and then it really picked up in terms of scoring in the second half. I think it was like 51 to 45 uh for like the you know the half splits, respectively. Um and I I mean I I, I watched the first half and I was like, you know what, I'm done. But I did I don't I think Khalil Brantley kind of came on. Um, he did in the second half, and I think you were saying he had a couple heat checks. Yes, he did. He was putting up That's some big shots. <laughs> That's really good to see. He's 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 supremely confident no matter what, and he really that's is. what you need. That's what you need in a leader. Uh, we we had other guys that kind of. I feel like a lot of times they'll just disappear or for whatever reason have a tough pat, rough patch in the game, and and I think Khalil has yet to see much of like a rough stretch you know what i mean yeah like I, I, he'll or he'll like he'll have a he will have like uh he'll have like a rush patch but then he'll come back right after it and yeah. some people it'll let it like get to continue him. he'll fight back against it yes it's like, oh he'll have a bad half and then he'll come back yes um, i agree he's I agree. very tough i feel like he's always like i don't know there to, i don't know this thing was on my mind today you know LaSalle social media team had like a thing come up for like happy new year and everyone was like real bland and he was all like perky he's like oh happy new like he had a little like swag to it i don't know if you saw it as well 
Like, I did everyone not. Everyone was very bland, and he was all like perky. And I was like, you know, that's Khalil. That's just you know, that's him in a nutshell. Good, that good for him. Not even the dramas were were upbeat. I feel like, like they're Happy fun. New Year! Oh, Happy New Year! He was like Happy New like he. <laughs> His was, you know, the most unique and his just definitely, you know, his personality and the way he is. Yeah, I agree. He's definitely, he's definitely the leader. Unquestionably. Yeah. Unquestionably. Um, any other, but, like, th- things to note from the Howard uh, win? Didn't uh, Amwar have, like, 18 points? But I think he... Um, six he, turnovers, though. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to get there. Giveth and taketh away. Yeah. If, if we can get a turnover free game out of Anwar, we'll win every game. I don't think that's, it's, you know what I mean? I feel like you ha- you, you're you going to take the go with the bat. Yeah. The bad with the good. Yeah. It's a shame. It's like, if it's, yeah, I wish we could get the positive stuff and negatives, but we need his scoring. That, that we do. We do. He's a good burst and he's a great like bench piece, but his negatives are just starting to really, uh, I mean, they're real, real head scratchers. Sometimes, yeah, for sure, for sure. I I do think that, I do think that him and Fran have uh, just like how Ash said the same mm-hmm. thing. Like you know, it's always going to be like a battle of us. Like love them. It's like a, you know, it's I don't know how to describe it, yeah. but that, you know the relationship is 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 solid, hockey. and and they're just he's just going to coach him up as best he can, and and there's going to be times when there's going to be some head head scratching moments, and they just have to get through those. They just know it's just like the same thing with Ash. Yeah. I mean, like he's just a very just kryptonite yeah you just got to teach him up got to keep coaching him yeah. up and eventually we hope that uh he plays turnover free basketball until then That's what we need yeah it, it, you're right until then we're just gonna have to see you know take those turnovers with the 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 nice floaters and occasional three-pointers which yeah, is because I f- yeah i feel like that's a pretty good segue into vcu yeah because in order for LaSalle to be competitive against these A10 teams, they need to value every possession. Every possession is so, so valuable. Yeah. Like we saw against, you know, VCU that first half. That was a great first half. And we've seen LaSalle, you know, mainly in the non conference and, you know, the first A10 game. They're capable of playing good first half or good, I should say, halves, but yeah. they can't complete a game and they need to make sure that. They value every possession because they don't really have the, you know, the talent or, you know, a lot of the other, you know, they don't have height. They can't really, they don't rebound that well. Yeah. So they need to value every possession. And if they don't, you know, it's going to be a long A-10 season. But that first half at VCU was very encouraging. And like you said, you're like, oh, we're still down two points. Like, but all that. that. Yeah, all that. But if they can play that way. I'll be very, you know, I'll be I'll be pleased if they can play like that, but you haven't seen them put together two halves like that all, you know, all season. Yeah. I can take it a step further, Rich, when you say they haven't played uh, a complete game. It I, I think the glaring issue is that we we point point blank, just quite frankly, don't have that that skilled big, that skilled big man yeah, that can go headstrong into the paint and and score. That's just not what we have right now. Like Jokic is a more of a um, smooth, like Jokic. Uh, Jokic. Jokic. He's not. He's just. Okay. He just does not have that um, like physicality yet. Uh, Mamadou has the physicality, but sometimes can't score. So yeah. we have an issue here where 
our guards are playing out of their minds, I would say, in comparison. In that game, that, yeah. Like, they, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. They have to play at an extremely high level because the bigs are not holding up their end of the bargain. They have to, or holding up their end of the deal. Yeah. Their bigs are not lasting these games. You've seen it, whether it was, um, oh, they're big for VCU's big. Um, John's the, the, the oh god yeah John's and the Loach. oh my gosh you should the second half they just went right at them nonstop and you could just tell that that's the game plan going forward against LaSalle is just beat them in the paint all day every day and and that's all that's all they need that's all they needed the guards are gonna you know make some moves and be pushed to the limit every game because they have to <laughs> they have to put the team on their back you know what I mean we don't have a game plan in place where we're like feed the post nonstop, keep hammering the glass. We don't have the, we don't have the, uh, the roster for that. You know what I mean? We're not going to get second chance points. We're not going to get those uh, paint buckets, so to speak. Like we're not going to see the muscle. We get out muscled. We get out most times we, all right. So most times we have the first half, we play really well, right? Like everybody seems to be in tune. And then, the coaches on the opposing team tell their bigs to just go at them and turn up. And then in the second half, you'll just check, just check the stats. I guarantee you against all these big opponents, like power five or, you know, upper echelon teams, you'll just see that it's night and day. They, they go right at you in the paint and LaSalle's not built for that. So you're taking, you know, they're going to get easy layups. They're going to get fouled. We're going to be in foul trouble. Yeah. We just don't wow. have the bigs to play a complete game. The guards can play a complete game. We've seen our guards play a complete game. It's the big men that have not played a complete game. It, in a sense, they've only played maybe like one-fourth. <laughs> they haven't even played a whole half, I would say, well. Like, have you seen one of our bigs uh, you know, play really well in, in a half? I haven't. Have you seen no. that? Uh, they, it's no, usually no, I, like one fourth of the game is is when we see a big make moves. Yeah. Like it's it's like ten minutes worth of like solid right. action in the front court, and then the rest is just our our back court just staying above water and treading water and just trying to keep this team in it. You know what I mean? Like it's so it's so obvious. You're right. You're right. Our guards have to carry the whole load, and they need some help. They need yeah. some help. And the thing is, our guards are are inconsistent. Like they yep. show up, but like they're you know hit or miss. Yeah, but. Uh, like you said, they're, uh, you know, they're more consistent than the bigs. But like you said, you'll see flashes here and there. You'll see like a, you know, a flash of Rokas. Yep. For like you know, ten minutes. Sometimes he'll do well, but then it's gone. And yeah, like I love the addition of the Drama Twins, but I I want more. Like we, I need more. Like they're yeah. not consistent. They're both shooting around forty percent, like below that. And in order for us to be relevant, they both need to shoot the ball better and if we had if we had another big to support this but it would like, help out the the dramas because the dramas are getting just we need another, another quality quality big we yeah. don't like if we had another uh if we like we need a good big you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah because it's like our two bigs are i mean if we get clifton like like of course we need another quality big yeah and the dramas are have their hands full on the defensive side of the ball like chances are the dramas are defending somebody that's bigger than them you know what I mean? So they have they have a lot of work on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that's why their offense the offense suffers for them. I, I I'm just I think that that's probably why is like they're just getting like they have to really work hard on the defensive side of the ball, 
And so when they go down the court, you know, they'll get up a shot or two, but I don't think that they have all of the energy put towards the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've seen a lot of their shots like hit the rim. Like they'll have like a little like hook or a little like short jumper and it'll hit the top of the rim. It's like if they had a little more knee, I don't know, maybe it's because like they exerted too much, like you said, energy yeah. defensively. But and it's like Mamadou will have the ball and it's like his hook sometimes will go in. But you're right. The front court is a major weakness. And yep. I would like to see. Because I feel like the dramas have it in them. Like they have like the like a hybrid type of game. Because they're both kind of like, I don't know, three, four. Like they're six, seven, but like they're not really. In, yeah, they're like like a hybrid. A more four, four than a three? Or yeah, but like they're a. Yeah, I guess you would say that in college basketball. But they're yeah. not. Yeah. They blend together a lot. Positions blend a lot. <laughs> but we, what one thing you made clear and I agree with is that we miss Clifton more. We also no, miss we also C-Ray. miss that assistant coach and Jamal Ray. Robinson. Oh yeah, Jamal Robinson is as James Dunleavy, our guest, came on one day. He said he's he's like a pro. He like he coaches pro big men yeah. and can, can he he created Clifton and made Clifton go you know helped him get to the next level, aka Providence. He really came <laughs> on. Like Clifton had a great like a ten season. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, we would, I mean, we thought he was going to get at least like third team. Did he get third team? No, I mean, he'd be invaluable right now. And it's a shame because he's not even pl- like playing that much. Yeah. I feel we like he's, use him. you know, on the bench. Yeah. He's behind Ed. We can use yep. both those right now. Oh my Talk God. Quality bigs. Um, oh my God. All right. So that's the number one thing on John Dunphy's list is to find a, find a need, skilled big man. Yeah, they need consistency scoring in the front court. Like, yeah. Because if we can play a first half, like, like I just want a complete game. Yeah. Like, or how many of those halves can we? I'm curious. Like, how many of those halves, more halves, will we get against A10 teams in conference play? Like, will they have a, like, if they play two halves like that, they have a shot to beat someone that we wouldn't expect. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but like that recipe in the first half is what they need. But like you yeah. said, and we said, they need consistency in the front court. They need scoring, and they really need to box out because um, their rebounding is just atrocious. I don't know. Matt on three bid league was saying that LaSalle is a good defensive rebounding team, and I, I don't know what he. I don't know where he got those numbers from because from what I see, I don't think they're a good <laughs> defensive rebounding team. Yeah, I don't know. These these guys are playing thirty minutes a game. You know, these guards are just working their asses off. They, they stuff the stats because they're literally the only guys that are touching the ball that much. Like, I don't even think they're throwing the ball down to Mamadou or, or Rokas that no, much. Or it's like, <laughs> yeah. And if you throw it to Mamadou, it's like, is he ready for it? Or is it going to be a turn? You know what I mean? Because he's like yeah. a bigger guy, kind of like, you know, a little slower. He needs to be in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. They played what? 31 minutes collectively. Rokas and Mamadou played, I think it was 31 minutes collectively. And they had seven points yeah. and eight rebounds. To, together, both of them. That's just unacceptable. We can't like a big man. We need more from our big men. Yeah, we gotta. We. I, I don't know who who on the coaching staff is responsible for that specifically, but that's a big red flag. Yeah, I would like to see like a combined, like what are they averaging? Yeah, I would love center to position. That like, what is the center position averaging? It's not good. I mean, Mamadou's two point nine and Rokes is five, but Rokes hasn't played every game. How many rebounds? Two point seven for Mamadou and Rokas. 
3.3. Like that kind of, uh, that's not good. That's no. not good. So you want your boy, your guys to that's at least horrible. get like five or six boards a game. That's horrible. And you like, I feel like they should have a combined like eight to 10, but they should be nearing double doubles. Like they should yeah. have, Roka should have 10 boards and, and three points or five points maybe. And Mamadou should have a double double. <laughs> it said he's got six um, and seven. Yeah. That's our, that's our diagnosis of this first, uh, True A10 road game, right? I mean, I mean Nickelberry. Yeah. I mean, Nickelberry was very great early on. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he had, I don't know, eight points pretty. I mean, he had 13 points in the first half. Yeah. And the thing with him, he's very streaky. Like sometimes um you'll you're like, oh my God, this guy's really good. And then other times you'll be like, where is he? Yeah. So I would love for him to get more engaged. Like I said, like we said, we need, you know. Right now, like the focal points, the pillars of our team are Brickus, Brantley, Nickelberry, you know, those three guards. And, you know, Gil kind of, you know, Gil has a nice punch off the bench. We just need him to limit the turnovers. But those four guys are huge. And basically, I feel like the whole offense. Yeah. And I mean, the dramas, you know, sprinkle in, but I would, I need them to score more. Um, Agreed. You know, for you know they're getting the minutes. They're going to be playing a lot this season. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. They each of them, yeah. They, I, I see a ton of them. Like we see a ton of them. And uh, I think they're, I think they'll get better. I hope they get better. I hope so. Cause they're going to be in a lot. They're going to get a yeah, lot of minutes. I mean, we're going to, I feel like at least one of them is always in. Yep. Absolutely. But we don't really have that. We don't yeah. have a multitude of those, you know, six, five, the six, eight guys. So yeah. I, I think they're the only guys who fit the bill. I think they're both six, seven. We need we to have. get a, a Victor Webinyama. Wabanyama, however you say his name. But who is that? <laughs> the French guy who's going to be, be a first, oh, draft, first pick in the draft. Where is he playing right now? No Can clue. Can French league? No clue. Okay. okay. But uh, right. I should do my research because we need somebody like that. <laughs> should be easy to find. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for BC, man. Okay. That's, like, that's my thoughts. Uh uh, Rich, you and I were in, and our friend Jim, we were very, very happy with the first half. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not that happy. I'm not as happy as you guys were. I was like, I was about, ha- I was like happy for about five minutes of that because then they lost, they were down by two at halftime. Like they played the probably the best half all season mm-hmm. and they were still down two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, here we go. Second half, you know, we're going to, the wheels will come off just like we're used to because their bigs are bigger, are stronger and want it more. And you know, that's exactly what happened. So. Yeah, you kind of called it. You were like, "Oh, yeah, they're still going to lose fifteen. And they lost by thirteen, and they that's almost close. did lose by fifteen. But those like last two minutes are crazy. Like the dramas were like not taking any shit. They, yeah, they were weren't foul- yeah, they were fouling and stuff. Yeah, they're like this game should have ended. Even the announcer, I was like, this game should end already. The announcer said the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then somehow we got, I think, a technical, like we were able to shoot free throws. I guess someone was chirping or whatever. But the end of the game was kind of crazy. But then, um, I mean, it didn't change anything. But no, um, I, I did look. I mean, I guess Dumpy plays to the end. Um, yeah. Give him credit. Um, but hopefully we can see more games like the first half. So yeah. we will see. You sound um, like a broken record. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so LaSalle plays their A10 home opener on Saturday against Rhode Island. Kind of optimistic because Rhode Island, um, you know, just like LaSalle has a new head coach in Archie Miller. Um, 
you know, he's got the, you know, the, the last name with the Miller, you know, his brother, you know, coached at Xavier, then Arizona. And now he's back in at Xavier. Yep. And, you know, Archie was at Dayton and then Indiana before he got fired. Now he's back and they're not having a great season either. Um, I know they're paced by Brian Freeman. I think they have Ishmael Leggett, um, Sebastian Thomas and a couple other guys and um, they're, they're struggling too. So maybe it could be our first a 10, uh, you know, conference win of the season. Um, yeah. So I'm optimistic about it. I don't know how great their front court is either. I think they're very guard heavy. Um, I That's good. Mistaken. That's so good for us. we'll see what happens. Um, I guess it's good for us. I don't know if I should announce this year, but uh we're going to be road tripping at Rhode Island. So it'll be good to, um, you know, see them at first before we see them again. So we'll have some familiarity. Yeah. Um, we just booked the hotel. We're looking forward to our trip to Kingston, Rhode Island. Uh, so far, I don't know what we're going to do there, but if you guys have any recommendations, shoot them, shoot them our way. <laughs> yeah. Where are the sites? Well, yeah. the water, it's going to be freezing. Yeah. <laughs> We take oh, a ship there. I should mention: Is there a ship there? I don't know. Go, ship go, so. uh, the the game on Saturday is the Sweet Sixteen ten year anniversary celebration. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, according to the website. So I'm looking forward to. Uh, I I don't know. Are we going to see some familiar faces from the Sweet Sixteen team? I hope so. Oh, I didn't know that. That's is very going to be there. Uh, Giannini, you know, that would, time? that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would make sense. Let's hope. I mean, we'll speculate. I just look, look, looking forward to uh, seeing what they can do for this. Uh, this is a, obviously a, a uh, that was a big year for us as we graduated that year, and is the reason we're doing this pod today. Yeah. I would say, yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah. Oh, and there's a giveaway, the 20th and only shirt giveaway. So I don't know what that, how it's going to look on our sh- on a shirt, but I'm looking forward to that because we do like to call ourselves the school at 20th and only. Um, Hence, only fans. Yeah, and hence Alney fans. So yeah, that'll be a big day for us. Like I'm looking forward to uh, what what kind of programming there will be at this at this uh, at Tom Gold Arena. Yeah, that's another thing that I like about conference play is that during like halftime they'll usually have, um, uh, you know, celebrate. I guess the word celebrations where yeah. they'll commemorate. You know, um. Certain athletic teams, you know, in the past, or you know, a current team. So I, I like kind of like bringing up those. You know, they usually, you know, bring out those basketballs that have like the white on them and you sign them or whatever. Sure. So it's kind of cool seeing those at halftime. I feel like they usually have those in conference play. So I'm excited, um, you know, for conference play and um, to be back at the Gola against you know better competition. I yeah. know You know, the non-conference they usually play. Uh, less capable teams, so it'll be good to see you know higher competition. Yeah, yeah, and maybe they'll win. Yeah, maybe it doesn't doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else before we talk about the year in review for twenty twenty two? I think that that's pretty much it. We had a big year overall compared to past years. I would say there was some changes made and some events that have happened that just a couple changes we, we like to review and like to talk about. So we're, we're excited to bring this to you guys. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if we've ever done a year in review, but we're going to, we're going to try it right now. here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do our first 
annual, or maybe I don't know if it's a good annual tradition. <laughs> We're going to do a year of you for 2022. A lot happened in the year. If I was to tell you that a lot of this stuff was to happen, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some of the things that happened. So the first thing that I probably said a jillion times, um, the firing of Ashley Howard. Um, who knew that was actually going to happen? I know there was a lot of coaches um, last season in the A-10 in 2022. Um yeah, but that was definitely the main thing. Oh yeah, firing of Ashley Howard, um, which we thought would happen a year for like after this season. Yeah, right. I think both of us were under the assumption it would have happened at the end of this season, but they accelerated it. I think that there were multiple factors. I think we talked about how you know there was a new president coming in. Um, we want to get this arena project on the road. Yeah, still, it's still not, but we want you know dollars to come in. And people were upset or, you know, we're not going to put their money down if Ashley remained coach. Um, the stats didn't lie. They kind of ripped the Band-Aid off. They kind of ripped it off yeah. and kind of accelerated this whole plan, which, in my opinion, was the right move, even though we're still struggling on the court. I, I still think it was the right move. Just I just did not like now now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, it was fast, but it, it was the way to go. Yeah. Is the scab still there? <laughs> <laughs> do you still do you still think? I guess time will tell. But there are some people. There's a few. There's a few people that still think Ashley would would have been great if we stuck with him. I know there's not that many of them out there, but I'm just curious where they would go from there. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious how how he would evolve. Like, what would this team look like? I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I, I just don't think we were. Going in the right direction. Yeah, that's um, fair. Most people said that too. I don't think we're going the right direction. So I, I think it was the right move. And I, I, I hope, um, I hope we can, I hope, yeah, I, I just don't think it was going the right direction. And I, I think we need to change. Yeah, I agree. Um, so with that is obviously, um, you know, one of the things we're talking about that was huge, obviously after the firing of Ashley Hour was the hiring of Fran Dumphy. Um, before that, obviously, we spent a lot of podcasts and we did a space talking about, you know, all the different candidates from the coaching search, including talking about Langle and Gallagher and oh my gosh. Martelli and Hobbs. I feel like that was a lot of fun, just throwing those names out. Yeah, we um, felt like Curry Hicks Sage from the UMass yeah. podcast. That This guy from UMass just loves to talk about coaching searches. He thinks that he could hire his own coaching firm, like hiring firm for this very reason. And we felt like we put on our curry hat and we're talking like, for, him like for about a for month like or a... two. <laughs> Nowhere in comparison to him, but it was a lot of fun. I feel like that was cool doing it. He probably inspired us to do it. Um, It was, it was just a lot of fun. And I feel like, you know, we got DMS about Gallagher and like, Oh, like Gallagher, this and Gallagher that. Um, Yeah. So that was kind of, I was, you know, I feel like that was a fun time. Yeah, I know I was on the Phil bandwagon, but um, you know, I'm happy we got Dumpy, and um, it was Fran all along. Yeah, you know, that was I like forget. that was like our back pocket choice. Yeah. You know, like it was never. Yeah, we heard uh, all these different Fran rumors that like, yeah. oh, you know, he's not going to take it, or you know, he doesn't want Hobbs to take it because some kind of thing happened with Hobbs and um, I don't know, the rivals or something, um. But yeah, like you said, it speaks to the instability of the university as a whole. 
you know, Fran is definitely not getting paid that much, if at all, <laughs> just because of our current situation. So it makes sense for stability purposes. Um, what obviously is <laughs> most important is who will be next. And we can do a whole other search for that. We yeah. just have to keep very close attention to who's on the bench with Fran during yeah, these next him, two or three years. They gave him unlimited gold card money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's at the den every day. Yeah. At oh. the union and intermissions. But, yeah. <laughs> but great oh. PR, good, good positive response. We have a foundation now. Feels like this is meant to be. And do uh, we though? Yeah, I I know you don't think we have a foundation on the court, but I think we have a foundation structurally as in, in the athletics department. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Fran is is could be like the next AD for all we know. Like he like I, I trust his 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 mindset and I trust his experience. This <sighs> is the right move when you factor in all of the things. Now yeah. on the court, this is, we'd love to see better recruits, better talent better x's and o's but it's what we need right now it's not what we want it it, it was never going to be what we wanted the shiny light thing happened with ashley howard that's what we that's who we wanted. Yeah, we took a shot and, and that did not happen so you can't go with this next guy being who we want we have to go with what we need and that's yeah. who fran is he's what we need that's true i'm just wondering like I, don't know, I guess i'm always a big picture person but i'm wondering in terms of like long not even long term but I guess, like you said, this is a good foundation, a nice, you know, functional piece for now. But with the way college basketball, you know, is evolving with, you know, nil, with NIL, with the portal, I'm just wondering how, like, because I feel like we're always a, well, I'll just say it, like a Stone Age type of university. I'm, I just don't want to stay in the Stone Age. Yeah. Because I feel like you have to evolve. And college basketball has evolved. Like, I love Dumphy. I think he's a great coach. But, you know, he's an older guy. And I feel like we need to be, you know, producing. We need to be more, like, cutting edge. Yeah. Obviously, it's not that's not going to be built overnight. But, obviously, I'm hoping, you know, maybe kind of down the line. Because I feel like we're always um, behind. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're behind with the times. I want to be you know, up with the times I want to be current and obviously that's not going to happen overnight. So, yeah, but no, I do like it, but yeah, that's a good segue to the next yeah. one. Yep. Um, you know, like you said, another big thing that happened, new president, Danny Allen. Um, <laughs> I've called him Danny Allen. I don't think he's ever been referred to as Danny Allen, except for, from me. <laughs> and now you're calling Daniel. him Danny Allen. Too. I like the job he's done so far. I know he's sent out like weekly newsletters and, He's been very transparent about some yes. of the hirings. Like you, you've said that. I feel like I just stole your point. Um, but I've liked what he's done in the short time here, and I, I think he has, you know, a great vision. And um, I'm happy to see, you know, what he's going to do in you know 2023 and beyond. Definitely, definitely. The, f- the future seems seems bright based on his pedigree, and just interacting with him. He's a nice guy. He wants to get on the pod, so we'll have to do that yeah. in the off season for sure. Yeah, that that'd be yeah, that'd be huge. Close on the map. Um <laughs> so yeah, I feel like those are some of the more um I don't know. Institutional. Yeah, institution. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that's a good word. That's a big word. Yeah, uh, thanks, bro. Institutional type of um I no ideas. I don't know. I'm like can't, I can't speak to that. Okay. No, there is <laughs> yeah. Unst- uh items. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. Sure. So more basketball related things. 
2022. The first couple games got postponed due to COVID. I think hopefully doesn't happen as much going forward. Um, we had a road trip to Duquesne. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that was a good Jack, time. That was a really good time. Uh, Jack Clark put up 30 points. Um, we won four of five to close a 10 play. Uh, three victories against St. Joe's in 2022. Never forget that. We'll never forget that. That was an amazing. I I still can't believe we beat St. Joe's three times. Usually, usually they get us for one. Yeah. And uh, I just couldn't believe that. (laughs) That was. Would you say that was Ashley Howard's? Uh, like um, like if you were to put on his resume for the next coaching gig, and he wrote in LaSalle, and underneath LaSalle head coach, there'd be bullet points. This one would be number one. He he, he beat St. Joe's three times in one season. Uh, I'm just wondering, how many times, like, he beat Dayton? How many times did he beat Dayton? At least twice? Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was just, that was the first thing I could That mind. would probably be first. You're right. That would be, be first St. Joe's on the resume. Three. I mean, then again, it's like a Nova guy. And like they're, I mean, I feel like Nova's way better, even though it's like the holy war um, to beat St. Joe's three times. But it's, you know, they're both up there. Yeah. Even though I feel sure. like St. Joe's is not relevant as it was. And it's like, well, it's like they're bottom of the A10, just like us. And Dayton's actually like, <laughs> yeah. Say what you want about Ash. He he did get some interesting wins that we did not expect. That's true. No, you know what I mean? That's very, uh, yeah. we're still looking for that interesting win with Fran, like one that is surprising and, makes you rethink and reshuffle the deck as far as what, what this program could be. And I don't think we've seen that yet with from Fran, but maybe, maybe one of these games will be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for sometime February last year, excuse me, LaSalle had a home victory against George Mason, uh, Joshua Durant. I think Kim English uh, got ejected from the game. Oh yeah. It's crazy. A crazy, crazy finish. He I wasn't at that out one. Out of I control. Think, oh, yeah, I think it yeah, was. Okay. I yeah, think you were there. I, I yeah. didn't make it. One of our favorite refs. Uh, it, it was just. I think oh, I was yeah. uh, courtside with the Weller buddy. It was. It was a crazy game. Um, <laughs> crazy game. I think last year, uh, Dan O'Neill wrote an article, kind of tearing into LaSalle about you know the enrollment and I think the bond rating going down and. Yep. I hope you know we can. You know the school. You know. Um, uh, can you know stay open and prove her wrong? But that was a very, uh, very low powerful, blow. Yeah, low. that was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I still can't believe she wrote that. It was probably her only LaSalle agenda. article ever. Like, yeah. I don't think she, she she covers Nova, she does not talk about LaSalle that much. And just to do that was like, ugh, like, what who do you think you are? Like, you don't, you barely talk about LaSalle in general, you're just reporting on some their bonds and like their. Their financials. It's not. It's not, it's not your job. Yeah, shouldn't. That's not very nice. Stay on the main line. <laughs> exactly. Um, last year, or yeah, I guess it was last year. Wow. Uh, <laughs> talked about Tim Legler and you know how he went all all those podcasts. Oh my gosh. JJ Reddix, uh, Jim Rome, Ryan Rosillo, just talking about how he kind of you know had this job and you know that he wasn't hired and he was very very salty oh uh, yeah. i feel like that was a lot of fun doing like covering that but i feel like it was just how you know delusional he was kind of you know thinking this job was his for the taking yeah for sure it 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 made you really 
like, well, of course, when we first went to LaSalle, Tim Legler was probably more of like on the admired side of things, like a guy that what played in the NBA, three point contest winner, a lot of experience. He's on ESPN. Yeah. And we we're just like, oh, he's the man. Got a picture with him freshman year. And now over the years, he's not he's not aged well. No. <laughs> Quite literally. Um well, like <laughs> that was so subtle. <laughs> not a great look for him overall. Uh don't quit your day job, bro. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, thank you for all you've done at LaSalle, but I'm afraid we have to go with somebody more experienced. I mean, who would you pick? <laughs> Tim Legler or Fran Dunphy? Oh, no uh, I think it's pr- pretty obvious who you would choose. Um, but uh, stay salty. Maybe one day we'll give you a, a chance, pal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have something that came up. Um, when was Hustle um, filmed? It was right after the end of last season. Was it in 22 or 21? Uh, I'd have to check. I'm not okay, sure. Okay. Why do you ask? Because it'd be something I, that happened in 2022. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, um, we know that the film aired in 2022, so that true. was cool. That's true. And had plenty of Tom Gola coverage. It was probably the greatest moment of my life to see Tom Gola arena on the big lights, bright lights. That's true. Um, that's true. Um, <laughs> a lot of stars in there. Yeah, some other things that happened include, you know, Tyrese Maxey being at the rump. Um, yep. Putting up a show. I know you were there in person to see that. Yeah, the Rump Classic is an annual uh tournament at LaSalle University. Usually there's a few stars that come in because of uh the Morris twins or whomever that, you know, make some calls to try and get somebody in there to support the cause. Ticket sales go to um heart defibrillators and other uh campaigns to increase awareness for um you know medical issues as it relates to the to the heart um so the goal is always to save the next bright star and that's uh that's that was the goal and i think they accomplished that with getting maxi in the building it was really cool to see him play on the floor at tom goal arena in the past we've had james harden and you know tatum tatum big names so it's always fun to see them come into our little gym and even like ai and be making like cameos of course course it's a it's a real who's who on uh that weekend so really fun tom goal arena once again in the spotlight not a big deal yeah um another couple things that happened is you know ashley howard joining the nova collective he's Um, running it right yeah yeah, he's 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 running running the nova collective it's it's him he's the guy that's gonna be getting that money over where it belongs in the program for nova literally just a complete flip over back to where he once was (laughs) Like, yeah. uh, like, do you ever hear him talk about LaSalle? I, uh, we don't see him much, but I, um, I really think he separated from LaSalle the entirely. The only thing I saw him talk about, and this might be also a good segue, um, I saw him tweet about um, Brother Ed Sheehy. Okay. So, uh, rest in peace, Brother Ed. Um, you know, he was a chaplain for, you know, many, many years. Yeah. Um, so, that guy was awesome. I, yeah. I never really got to know him um, personally, but I knew that he was a huge part in, in the lives of so many people at LaSalle and he was a teacher and he was, you know, in the locker room, getting the guys focused, um, praying before the games. Um, just honestly, the heartbeat of the program in some ways and uh, definitely going to be missed. 
yeah he was the man to put it simply yeah but like yeah but like you said before that um other than that i haven't really haven't heard from ash yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly um some other big things that have happened is this ongoing arena project and we think you know we're closer and closer um but hopefully 2023 is the year um (laughs) yeah we saw a picture of a rendering there was a rendering that was at the golf outing and it looked pretty nice no lights no no uh, i meant no lighting there's no windows uh which made me question is this actually going to be upstairs or is it going to be replacing the pool um maybe flip it put the pool up top we'll see yeah (laughs) yeah it's Uh, coming guys don't worry the arena's coming um yeah so also the goal statue um really really well done piece of art um that's a hand that's outside the you know tom goal arena very well done um and it'll be you know i feel like it is something to see um hopefully for people who don't you know aren't typical visitors who aren't season ticket holders and not jobs like us hopefully you know they can see it and um like wow like this you know that it's really well done and you know marvel at uh tom gola yeah and that means that well not to kind of change the subject a little bit but that that's where the uh pregame tent used to be oh that's true so uh, does that does that mean they're gonna put the tent over it or are they not literally just not going to have a pregame there anymore i it, the pregame has moved to blue and gold commons which is a dining area across the street and so i i, I want to know what came first the statue being i guess the statue plans came first and then they were like okay we got to oh, move that's why well also just because they don't have that many students so i think that they could afford to have the the dining hall be over there that's you know true. what I mean? Or like the that pregame is not really a big deal. But but it's like weird. Like, do they have? It is weird. Like, isn't that like a prime dinner time? Like six thirty. It's like there's only. It is. I don't know. It, I'm surprised. Like when I when we've been there. I mean, I've only been there once. That there isn't any students in that dining hall. Whether well, they close it down, they all have to go yeah. to treetops. I think they yeah. do. Yeah, that's I think they ridic- do. That's kind of ridiculous. Maybe they gotta just walk means they all the way over there. What? Yeah, you got to walk all the way over there. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm curious about that pub. I feel like I've talked about that. Didn't they say they're going to have a pub when they build this new arena? Yeah, yeah, in the bottom floor. Oh, okay. That's what the rendering said, but who knows? I'm more concerned about you know in the next two or three years, <laughs> if if we aren't building in a new arena, where that pregame is going to be? Is it always going to be a blue and gold, or are they going to move it back over to where the tent where the tent used to be? That's my question. That's a good question. We'll stay tuned. Uh, but like, or they could, isn't there a lot of area? Um, You know how they tore down ENF? Yeah. And I feel like all you see is like those basketball courts in the back. So isn't there's a lot, there a lot of room of there. Like, yeah. So I'm curious what's going to happen with that space. Cause I feel like that, I feel like that's area that they could use. Yeah. Yeah, there's options. There's yeah. options. And then building the new arena or renovating it will change it, the plans a little bit. But yeah, uh, very interesting that the the statue and the effects of putting a statue right there means for the pregame festivities. Yeah. And, and the buildings going forward. Uh, can you pick it up? I guess you can move the statue if you needed to. 
Uh, I'm very curious about maybe. that. That is, I, I was, I was just thinking that because it's like, if they were to, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm, yeah, I'm very curious if they can do that. I guess they can. Yeah. Yep. Man, there's some concrete people. Me, I'll ask them. <laughs> Give them an ask. Yeah. Yeah. Can you move statues? All right. Um, I don't know. I, I have some. I have some other thing on the outline, but I feel like that's a decent place to close. Unless you want to add something, I feel like all those other stuff's kind of I don't know immaterial and like trivial. No, I I think that that was probably the big highlights of the year. Uh, the feed as a whole, I would say in 2022, our our ESPN Plus feed was oh, that's a great one. Was notoriously bad, and I think overall there's been some slight improvements. And we're really looking forward to more improvements. But that was definitely a theme last year. It's like, is the is the feed going to give out, or is there going to be an issue while we're watching the game? Um, hopefully, I'm that cu- changes. I'm curious w- what they actually did with like the fifty thousand dollars they got from the A10 to improve the quality. Like, uh, I'd love question. to see what that was used for. Yeah. To, to recap account. that, we we saw a press release go out that said that. They're beefing up all of the A10 broadcasts for all of the schools, and everybody gets 50k. So that should have improved have something. Have we seen the investment? I don't know. I would say that things have been slightly improved, but not yeah, not noticeably. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was a good recap, Rich. I, if, if anybody else has any other big moments that have happened over the past year that we're missing, that were like glaring, let us know. But I mean. I guess that was a pretty eventful year. Uh, the, then again, if you look Very at other eventful. A10 schools, there was a lot of changeover there too in other A10 schools. So there's a lot of changeover. Yeah, a lot of big coaches like moved and changed and things yeah. like that. So we're not the only school to have uh, program defining, program changing things happen. You know what I mean? But like, and a new president, new president, yeah. and a new coach. That's true. Well, uh, Bonaventure just got a new president, right? That's true. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, every uh, sometimes we think we're in a vacuum and our school's like ridiculous and it's like a train wreck or something, but that's not the case. If you look at other schools, like they all have their issues. Mm-hmm. Some say that we are dealing with our issues sooner than others will. You know what I mean? Like we're dealing with COVID and and enrollment and money and stuff like that, like sooner. But other schools are going to see these issues arise as well. Um, so like, I, I, some a part of me is like, yes, this is a, a tough situation and there's a lot of weird things going on, a lot of changes. But I'd say we're not alone. I would say there's other schools that are dealing with these issues too. And there's a lot of changes happening on their side. And that's from inside. We, we hear this from the inside of our, our university, like, power, you know, important people are saying this. So I wouldn't, you know, not all, I guess, I don't know, take it. Don't oh, take the bad news too seriously or, or these changes too seriously. It's more of a proactive approach to change this university as a whole that was my that was a nice little spiel for me about like this whole world do you agree rich like i feel like you look at other universities there are issues out there like it's not like we're the only school with issues you know what i mean or changes yeah uh no i mean i I like what you're saying i guess i'm you know i'm usually staying in LaSalle world yeah we we Um, just see it through a different lens i i do i do i just i know there are a lot of conditions but i yeah, I guess I'm very close to it. Um, so I mean, I yeah, I get so, so tired in LaSalle world that it's like, oh, like I'm always kind of frustrated when I see the bigger and better. But you know, I guess like you said, all the schools kind of have your have their struggles, and we see it from a certain lens. 
Um, yeah. But uh, I hope that, um, you know, with the new president, it hope, you know, it starts a new, you know, era of LaSalle. And I hope, you know, eventually, you know, basketball gets affected. And, like, I hope we're not too, like, archaic with everything. Yeah. Not too old school. And I hope we're on the front end of things. Um, yeah. So hopefully 2023 will bring that to the explorers and yeah. we can leave 2022 in the past with, you know, some of the, you know, negatives with the, you know, the bad quality uh, of that Dayton game and stuff like that. Hopefully we can leave that in the past and, you know, move on to bigger and brighter things in yeah. 2023. New year, new LaSalle. That's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's all I got, Rich. You got anything else? No, I'm, good so everything i had to say yeah thanks once again for listening to us um looking forward to the next few games against a10 opponents we'll see how we really stack up we can break down how we're feeling like you know are we going to play better than our record indicated or what we predicted uh we can really get into the weeds there so looking forward to these next few games and really looking forward to our road trip to Rhode Island. So please let us know if you guys have any suggestions, any places to stop by. We do go through New, New Haven, which is apparently, you know, the, the pizza place, uh, Frank Pepe, whatever, yada, yada. Maybe we'll stop there, yeah. get some pizza. Who knows? Uh, looking forward to it, though. We will. Our goal is to see all the A-10 arenas before we, I don't know, before we Broke. leave the A-10, before we go to the Big Sky yeah, or the Big East got to see all the a10 schools before we make that big move so uh that's why we're traveling so looking forward to that but um once again just please make sure you guys are subscribing give us some stars i don't know the last time anybody has given us a rating on our podcast we're we got a decent amount of listeners here so please 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 speak up give us a rating on 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 our podcast and let us know how we're doing and we'll talk to you guys soon looking forward to the next big game against roadie Yep. Happy At New Tom Year. Gola Arena, Sweet 16. Maybe Tyrone Garland will reenact the Southwest Philly floater. That would be cool. Really they cool. Could just, what if he misses the layup? Oh, no. Oh, that'd no. be a bad look. I'm just kidding. That would never happen. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks again, Rich. And uh, thank you to LaSalle Nation. We've connected with a lot of important people in the LaSalle community. And we're I feel like we're getting closer and closer than ever to the to the world that is LaSalle. So. Yeah, it is really cool. Thank you to all of you who have who have reached out. You know who you are. And uh, onward and upward, I guess. But until then, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on.